What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer starting October 17th. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Danny Kelly, Craig Korolbeck, and we are going through our must-add players entering Week 7. There Ooh. are six teams on buy in Week 7. we got the Bengals, the Texans, the Jets, the Cowboys, the Titans, the Panthers are all on buy. And then we also have so many players who are injured, mm. or at least got injured last week. Christian McCaffrey is an oblique injury and a rib injury. We had, it's Monday afternoon we're recording this. We don't know exactly what happened. We haven't got an update yet. Um, but he left the 49ers game. Debo Samuel has a shoulder injury. Justin Fields popped his thumb back in. And I guess that didn't work. I don't know. I On his throwing not hand. Not yeah. great. So shout out Shepard legend Tyson B- Bajant. Bajant. We'll have to learn that now. Ryan Tannehill left the game on crutches for the Titans. DK Metcalf, Kyron Williams for the Rams. That was a sprained ankle. And so yes. does his backup. Ronnie Rivers has a bum knee. There's so much going on. And between all these teams who are by and all these players who are hurt, and then all the players who, even if the quarterbacks aren't in your lineup, they're downstream of the quarterbacks in your lineup. I feel like this is a really critical week for waivers. Is it not, Craig? Yeah, this is like, it feels like the, the fantasy football season has finally begun. You know, <laughs> usually there's like a week with the injury avalanche and then it's like, all right, we're finally here. We've, we had six weeks. It was okay for six weeks. And now six bye weeks, a million injuries. This is where you separate the boys from the men. <laughs> <laughs> Truly disgusting lineups await. This what's Any, <laughs> anybody can steer the ship when the waters are calm. <laughs> sure. But let's see you steer the ship when Tyson Bajan is the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Ugh. Yeah. All right. So everyone listening. Uh, if you haven't done this before, we're going to go through our must-add players entering week seven. That's crazy. We're in week seven. Here's how it works. We're going to go yeah. position by position. We'll give our top guy at the position, but like waivers, only one of us gets them. We're going to br- break any ties with the trivia tiebreaker. It's not very complicated. You'll see how it goes. Email us at football at gmail.com. If you want to send us trivia, make sure it's like a number or something in numeric order. Keep it topical. You know, I think we talk about the pod, always good topic. Um, also, you can send other questions there other than just random trivia stories, whatever. We'll have low-stakes succession later. It's great stuff. All right, without further ado, DK. Yeah. Also, our rankings, fantasyfootball.3.com. And DK does a whole waiver column there, mm-hmm. fantasyfootball.3.com. Yeah, if you if you prefer to read, then you can go ahead Come and read. Come on. Who prefers this. to read? Well, if you also like to read, how about that? In addition to listening to this, uh, I break it down. So, yes, running backs. Should I go? Yeah, with the massive asterisk that we don't know how long Christian McCaffrey is out. And as of this moment, let's say he's out for like a week, maybe? Yes, yes. Probably. Yeah, let's say he's not playing next week. DK. Yeah. So Heifetz, Heifetz did, did this or threw this idea out, this template for the way to like visualize waivers. And it was the three T's. Am I okay telling people this? The talent, touches, and time. Those are the three teams. I invented that. Now the trademark's ruined. 
That's the fourth T, trademark. <laughs> TTT, trademark. I don't know. This is a tough one, honestly. And, and there was like five or six guys I wanted to talk about. But I think Roshan Johnson, if he's still out there, is still my number one guy. I, maybe this is like a wild take. But what do you guys think? Craig? Uh, I didn't have him. I, mm. I picked Jordan Mason slash Elijah Mitchell, whichever one you can get. We can talk about right. which one we'd prefer. But like, I don't want to get cute with this. Like, the Niners are basically the West Coast version of the Dolphins, the way they run the football. And if I can have any running back that's getting even half the workload in San Francisco, I want that over Tyson Bajan's running back. That's uh, that's, that's fair. Uh, the, the only reason, Craig, the only reason I didn't do that, which I had that as my number two option here. The only reason I didn't do that is because I only I feel like CMC is only going to be out for a week. That's my assumption right now based on like what we've heard so far. And... Like you're gonna get Roshan Johnson as your potential as like a flex option for three, four weeks, maybe even longer. So that that was mainly why I put Johnson. But I agree, the upside is probably much better with Jordan Mason and or Elijah Mitchell. So in this weird thing where again McCaffrey maybe is out for like a week right now. If McCaffrey wasn't out, obviously I don't think Mason would be added. If McCaffrey's out a month, I think DK you'd probably come over to the Jordan Mason side. I also will throw down Jordan Mason for the 49ers. I also want to say before we get into this. The backup situation in San Francisco is about as clear as mud. Like, she, number one, it's Kyle Shanahan, whom I hate. <laughs> Great coach. I don't want to have to fucking deal with him. And, and I think right now, based on what we know or, or what we're assuming, Jordan Mason, since he played more snaps yesterday uh, when Christian McCaffrey went out, um, he's been the backup, generally speaking, this year because Elijah Mitchell has been banged up for almost the entire season. I mean, I guess we're assuming Jordan Mason is the backup and the guy that you want here. But then Elijah Mitchell is also... Um, you know, a part of this rotation, and he's now at least ostensibly healthy. So, as we're doing this, Schefter just tweeted that 49ers head coach Kyle Shannon said running back Christian McCaffrey's undergoing an MRI on his oblique injury, and Debo Samuel uh, and Trent Williams are considered day to day. So, that clears things up. Not really. That's super helpful. Yeah. How about <laughs> Craig? I do a uh, showdown time for Jordan Mason. And I think we hashed this out. Yeah. Like, men. Okay. It is <laughs> the Jordan Mason. Showdown time. DK, by the way, last week when yeah. I wasn't here, you I I could have used a little more pizzazz out of you in the showdown times. <laughs> pizzazz. Dude, yeah. I thought I brought it. I thought I really brought it. I don't know, man. That's disappointing. I couldn't that. I couldn't hear you doing the arms in the air, and I needed to be able to hear that. Yeah, for people since this is a aud- auditory medium. Aud- hmm. Is that the, is that the right word? Anyway, it's not visual. Uh, I, I basically, every time Craig does the showdown time, I do like the Arsenio Hall, like fist pump thing, get the energy up, get it going. It works. It's hard to do that at the same time while doing the actual showdown time. All right. Do you want to read the showdown trivia question while you, I do. Okay. This is from Jeff. 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 Uh, we were quoting Lord of the Rings yesterday. We were doing PFF rankings, Uh PFF ratings for like Legolas's archery skills. Um, according to J.R.R. Tolkien's notes. How old is Gandalf in Lord of the Rings? I assume the fellowship. Not in my wheelhouse. I've never (laughs) seen these damn movies. And Heifetz reads them every night before he goes to sleep. I've never read the books. How old is Gandalf? I don't even know who Gandalf is. (laughs) Oh my God, Craig. He's the he's the the kid. He's He's the the child. He's the wizard. The old Is he the old guy who falls off the building? That's yeah, that's the building. Yeah, that's the, the tower building. The, the, that one. the tale of two towers. What's the, the movie two, called? The two buildings. The two buildings. <laughs> he falls off the building. I don't know why it's so funny to me. He called that. It is a building. building. They're all buildings. Lord technically, the, the two buildings. A building. I feel like the term building didn't come into play until really modern times. Right. No one right. was calling those buildings. What a majestic back then. building this is. It was yeah. only a verb back then. wasn't wasn't a noun. Oh my god. I also don't know, like, is this a myth- mythical world where, like, you can live to be a thousand? I don't know. You know what I mean? I feel like so, this is giving you too much information. I mean, I don't okay. know. I, but I don't fucking know that do part. Two and, put two and two together, Craig. Come trees on. talk. <laughs> so, like, you know, you got that going. I didn't know that. He's I didn't know trees wizard. talk. He's a wizard. How's that? Does that help? Yeah, I guess. So he's probably not, like, 74. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Aragorn is, like, 74. What? Oh, that's right. All right, whatever. Let's just do the answer here. Craig, what you, three, what, okay. Okay. Yeah. three, three, two, two one, 200. 2070. I feel like Craig is closer. 55,000. What? <laughs> what? Is that right? 
that can't no be way. What did you say? Jeff, what did I just say? 200. Like 200, 300. He's I don't twice know. 200. I, that seemed old. That seemed super old. He, he, I thought he was a wizard and trees could talk. 200. <laughs> Normal, like real, real life people can live to like 120. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, I, seemed a long time ago back then. I don't know. Yeah. 55,000. Wow. That's I think crazy. so. What for a context, this is the nerdiest thing about to say. I think the wizards are like somewhat similar to like gods in this universe. So they're old as fuck. There's Thanks some version. The, yeah. of that. What a win for me. All right. 55,000. Well, you get your well, here's the good news. I'll, I'll say this, though. I think back to the running back conversation. Um, and again, if you have to deal with all these running backs actually in your lineup immediately, you might feel 55,000 years old by the end of the week. But I will say this. So DK, you took, you're taking Roshan Johnson for the Bears, even though Tyson Bajan's going to be the quarterback. Craig's mm-hmm. taking Jordan Mason, even though we have don't trust Kyle Shannon tattooed on our backs. And I agree with DK that <laughs> like, one week, there's not only the problem that Elijah Mitchell could just be the starter and they could be like, you know what? And Kyle Shannon could be like, you know what? Debo Samuel better than any of these guys. So I'll say this. There's an argument that the number one guy this week should be Craig Reynolds, the running back for the yeah. Lions. He's my number two. And I, I think that you could totally take him over both those dudes. So David Montgomery, the Lions start as a rib injury. And David uh, Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach, said David Montgomery will be out a little bit due to the mm-hmm. rib cartilage injury. Now, here's the thing. A little bit. The Lions have two more games until they're by, which means that they could keep David Montgomery out for a full month and he'd only miss two games. I'm not, we don't know that, but... You think about what DK said, the TTT. Talent? I don't know. Craig Reynolds, yeah. fine. 10 carries, He's 15 fine. yards. But did you see the block? We didn't talk about this in the Sunday show. You see the block that Craig that Reynolds had? That was a great block. Down, like 20 yards down the field, he just like knocked a guy over like a bowling pin. Like a deer. Like, you ever seen those videos of deer running through, like just sprinting? <laughs> Smashed him. Sprung Amon Ross St. Brown for the touchdown. So, yeah, that was awesome. Is there a better play that you could make in front of a coach like Dan Campbell than right. that play? A hundred percent. That's the thing. <laughs> 35 carries coming up. TTT, talent, Craig Reynolds, pretty low. Touches, dude, Jameer Gibbs isn't healthy, and when he is healthy, they wouldn't give him the ball anyway. Craig Reynolds out here blocking <laughs> dudes. I feel like you've got two weeks of Craig Reynolds just being the starting running back for the Lions, so part of me is like, mm. the Niners are the sexy team, but how many times do you get on the whack-a-mole with the Niners running backs? We can't even get the backup running back right. So part of me is like, yeah, maybe Craig Reynolds is the guy. And then you don't have to deal with the Bears being so bad with this, you know, Tyson Bajant praying Tyson Bajant checks down to Roshan. I don't know. Yeah. He'd be pretty happy with Craig Reynolds. What's nice, when, when you get a running back who's, if you get a guy who's not that talented, but he's on a good team, at least what you're getting out of them is like, they're going to have possessions in the red zone. They will potentially have a lot of goal line opportunities, whether or not they're going to get the ball. Like at least the team will be near the end zone when you're playing, when you have like the bears or Tyson Bajan, like there's a strong chance they don't get past the 50. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I, you guys, I totally are, you guys are giving me instant regret for my pick. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, yeah. God, I, part of me thinks maybe Craig Reynolds is the move over Jordan Mason too. Uh, the argument for Jordan Mason, I think, might be like, again, it's so tough when we don't know the deal with McCaffrey. But if they do, as Craig had begged them yesterday to load manage McCaffrey, that maybe Jordan Mason just kind of wins that role over Elijah Mitchell for the rest of the season. I think that's the interesting part to me. So what what are we officially deciding on? Jordan Mason one, Craig Reynolds two, Roshan three? I might I might do yeah. Craig Reynolds. I think it depends what you need. Again, TTT. I think Craig Reynolds will extremely not be relevant two weeks from now. Like he'll have one game, probably two <laughs> games. Then the Lions go on by, and then when he he'll probably be third string again. So you have if you need someone for the next two weeks, I think a Craig Reynolds. If you're interested in someone for the season, I would not take Craig Reynolds. But I think I this throw, week with so all the if injuries, you're interested in like a longer term option, Kareem Hunt. I wanted to throw him out too. Yes, yeah. um, a potential option. Basically, he played behind. Um, Ford a little bit this week, but he it was much more of like an even split or closer to an even split than um, it had been in the last couple of games or the last couple of weeks because he was sort of like getting up to speed, I think, with Cleveland. And now we're seeing what seems like might be sort of that 50-50-ish role that he had in previous seasons with the Browns. And so I think he could be valuable. He's a good pass catcher. Um, you know, he's a beast down in the, in the red zone. And so I don't know. To me, Cream Hunt is kind of sneaky in this whole group of guys yeah. that are like fill-in replacements for for injured guys. Like Cream Hunt might just have a big role that you want. So he's another guy that I would throw in there. Yeah, there's a lot of good running backs. I think the the discount version of the Kirkland brand of Kareem Hunt is Zeke Elliott. Ramondre Stevenson's banged up. Yeah. Healthy Ramondre. I mean, didn't look good. Zeke looks fine with mm-hmm. the Patriots. Again, 
The Patriots offense sucks, so I don't know if I'd really like right. enthusiastically recommend it. But Zeke, if he's out there, um he had like a 50-yard touchdown called back and he like outran yeah. everybody. Did you see that? Yeah, it's a, he has oh, yeah. juice. Like yeah. Zeke has, I kind of think as much juice as Ramondre this season. I don't know if Ramondre's banged up or what, but the I think Zeke is totally palatable. Uh the other guy I was wondering with too is Salvana Ahmed for the, the Dolphins because Ahmed. Ahmed. Apologies. Yeah. Salvana Ahmed. So he had six carries, 23 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, he most starts the starter, obviously. He's got top three running back in fantasy. And then Devon A. Chan is on injured reserve for at least three more weeks. Chris Brooks, who I liked as a dark horse undrafted free agent, he was carted off with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. So it's probably goodbye to him for a little bit. Jeff Wilson maybe will return from injured reserve, but like we don't know exactly what's up with that. So as long as Ahmed's there, again, I, I mean, even in a limited role, I don't know if he's a desperation play, but he's still like a heartbeat away from like the best job and all football right now in fantasy, which is Dolphins running back. So yep, that's yep. another guy like high upside. I don't know if I would want to play him this week, but you can. Mm-hmm. And then also just the ceiling's crazy if there's an injury. Yep. A couple other guys to mention here before we move along. Um, Tajay Spears, again, still playing like 50-ish percent every of week. snaps. Every week. I feel week. like we mentioned him. Titans, the Titans are on still out there this um, week. He's more of a stash for sure. Um, yes, especially yeah. if the Titans sort of just like decide to like, you know, tank for the rest of the season and trade Tannehill or whoever or trade Derrick Henry and kind of like move on to next year. That would be obviously a big windfall for Tajay Spears. Um, the other one to mention here is Kyron Williams was pretty banged up in the last game for the Rams. Ronnie Rivers also hurt his knee. He has a PCL injury and that will keep him out like four to six weeks or something like that. And so the Rams are really banged up at, at running back and Heifetz, you made the joke. It's like they should trade for Cam Akers. Now would be a great time to have Cam Akers on the roster. Um, but this could Get him mean, back. This could mean Zach Evans, the rookie, um, could kind of come in and take over here. We'll see. I, I, again, this is like another situation that's about as clear as mud, but in an offense where a coach like Sean McVay likes to give almost all the touches to one single guy, this is another potentially very valuable role for at least a week if Kyron Williams ends up missing time. And so Zach Evans, six-round rookie. I don't know. I liked him coming in. Obviously, he's got some deficiencies. I think he was the six-round pick. Um, former TCU guy, former Ole Miss guy. Um, but kind of explosive, versatile guy. I, w- I would love to see him play, but I don't know for sure if he's going to be the guy or not. Yeah, they're playing the Steelers this week. They they have, it's Zach Evans and Royce Freeman off the practice squad. That's mm-hmm. it, pretty much, for the Rams. It's brutal. But I, I just think this means Cooper Cup's going to have like 240 yards <laughs> against the Steelers. Probably, yeah. It's, yeah, it's tough to guess what the Rams will do. Uh, I will say Cam Akers is just sitting here like George Costanza when he quit because he couldn't use the executive bathroom. And then he was like, I regret. And he, what'd he do? He went back to work and pretended that he had never quit. And that can just, just shows up in LA. Yeah. Just pretends. He <laughs> hey, Sean, left. good morning. <laughs> um, hey, Schefter tweets like, oh, this guy's been released, but like the paperwork hasn't been filed yet. And so other teams will be like, oh, we'll give you a conditional seven, three years from now. They're like, all right, we'll take that. What if it's like the trade never happened? He never went to Minnesota and he just was like, yeah, it's just, we tweeted it. But like, I'm just, yeah. Hey guys. We were on a reservation break. for four for breakfast. Yeah. Cup, Puka, Stafford, and Cam. There you go. Uh, other guys I'll mention: Latavius Murray for the Bills. Damian Harris had that scary injury um, mm-hmm. against the Bill or against the Giants on Sunday night. Latavius Murray's there. They're playing the Patriots. Uh, you could do worse if you're again down atrocious. The Cardinals are going to say officially I won't touch. Could you do worse than that? I don't know. Uh, the Cardinals, but dude, Damian Williams is the uh, Keontae Ingram. I mean, Amari DeMarcado, like, led them in snaps, barely got the ball. I I'm, I'm, I don't want to touch the Cardinals. I'll, let me know when James no. Conner's back. I want I none know. of these people. This is, like, this is what makes doing waivers so difficult in fantasy is, like, the Cardinals literally brought up this guy from the practice squad that they had just signed, and he was, like, their guy instead of the two guys they've had on the roster for, like, the last six months. Why do they have... Why? <laughs> this is my question. It's why like do so teams weird. have... I get why the Cardinals do it, because the Cardinals aren't... The front office isn't actually trying to win. The coaching staff and the players are, but the team's they not. They quantum leaped a running back but, in after doing it with the quarterback situation. But why do they have players that they won't play in a game? Like, this is my yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it for the Cardinals, because they're thinking about the future, and you're trying to, like, sift through sand to trying to find gems. The Browns having Dorian Thompson Rob, like the Bears, I get it with Tyson Bajan, whatever. The the Browns were literally like the most all-in team trying to win the Super Bowl. Like they're spending as much money as anyone. Having Dorian Thompson Robinson be their number two guy. And then they actually need him and they have to find someone else. I'm like, why was he your number two guy? I mean, the, the reality is, and the simple answer is they're developing these guys and they don't feel that they're ready for the big 
spot. So have him be your third quarterback. That's all. I don't. Well, know. there's like I'm it sure there's a million sense. like roster nuances to why they would do that because they can get some guy on the practice squad. Now you can have veterans on the practice squad, and so it's just like from a roster building point of view, you can't get you can't snipe that guy off your roster if he's on your roster, but you can snipe him off the practice squad. I'm sure there's just nuances like that that are playing into it, but it's also it is kind of annoying. I, I don't know. Have the players that as your backups that guys you'll play. All right. You guys want to do some uh, receivers? I mean, yes. shall we? Yeah. Another tough one this week, I feel like receivers. There's a lot of options, but no clear standout to me. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. Several guys. I'm leading with Josh Downs for the Colts. Hmm. What do you guys got? I went boring and like not sexy, not long-term. Curtis Samuel, who <laughs> just is straight up the wide receiver 32 on the season. Yeah. And is outscoring Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson on the season. He just is good. He scores and has like four catches nearly every week. They use him a lot. He's got a 20% target share. And they're playing the Giants. And I'm like, at what point are we going to accept the fact that they're using Curtis Samuel in the right way and that he's good in this offense? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm super torn. I, I feel like these are a bunch of options. I, I mean, I kind of want to go with Josh Downs to the Colts. It feels really stupid, frankly, because the Colts are playing the Browns. And the Browns yes. have allowed the fewest yards <laughs> right. in 50 years. And so that feels dumb. However, I don't know. Josh Downs also feels like one of the best players here. I, I, I'm so torn. I uh, yeah, I feel like Larry David and Curb. I kind of want almost to go a different direction and just frankly take like Wandale Robinson for the Giants or Rishi Rice for the Chiefs. Mm. Aren't all these guys the same? Wandale's interesting for sure. He's, they've been really There's a lot of them, dude. Michael Wilson yeah. on the Cardinals is like in this mix. Rashi Rice for the Chiefs. My boy Rashid Shahid for the Saints, still making plays. Every time he gets an opportunity, he's like scoring a touchdown. So we could do TTT. They're all scratch off lottery tickets, honestly, because it's just TTT. Like if we're talking about talent, Josh Downs for the Colts is talented. Jameson Williams for the Lions is talented. Rishi Rice for the Chiefs is talented. And then time, I think all those guys will actually only get better as the season goes Mm -hmm. on. But touches, Wondell Robinson, if you're in a full PPR league, I would actually, because, I mean, he played 100% of the snaps, 11 personnel. I think the Giants are increasingly using him, and they look bad against the Bills. But, I mean, this week, Giants are playing Washington. I kind of think Wondell would be fine I against like Washington. One. So, I, again, it's like, I, I don't, it's odd. In full PPR, I would consider Wondell because he could get five catches for 50 yards. It's just a cheeky double digits. But, dude, I might go Jamison Williams for the Lions. If we're talking about the full season and this week, I would just try to have my cake and eat it too and be like, give me the guy who went right after Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And just now, like, he looks like he's himself again. He caught that long touchdown. I kind of want to roll the dice with him. Should we split this into two? We, we should do next week only. If you're desperate and you just have guys on by and you're really deep at wide receiver. And then we should also do the long-term stash guy. Yeah, it's kind of like, in case I need them this week, but long time. If it's just this week, I literally have to have someone play this week. I would I would actually do Wandale for the Giants. Although Curtis wow. Samuel's right there. Actually, no, I'll, I'll give Curtis Samuel first and then Wandale because that's fair, Craig. Curtis Samuel's been way better. All right. I like that. I'm going for a receiver to have this week. I think mm-hmm. I'll go Wandale. Over Curtis? Oh, wow. One week of Wandale, and and we're all, and we're in. No, he's been coming on kind of strong over the last couple of weeks. He came he came off of an injury. This is the only thing I'm worried about, Heifetz, and maybe back me up if you saw this. I feel like every time he catches the ball, he's like limping to the sideline, and I'm like, he's got Deontay Johnson. He's got a little Deontay. Yeah, he's got the Deontay Johnson. <laughs> I'm like, every single time he touches the ball, I'm like, oh god, is he hurt? Is he? Yeah, hurt? that's um, fair. I'm going to go Curtis Sam over Wandale, but he, yeah. he's recovering from the ACL. And then I, that's why the Giants had so many slot receivers over the, over the offseason was mm-hmm. they knew that he wouldn't be healthy the first couple of weeks. And now he's healthy and he looks great. But he does look fantastic, though. So, OK, uh, you guys Curtis are going to do the Curtis Samuel on one. Craig, take it away. Yeah. I, this is crazy because I feel like Curtis Samuel has been DK's guy. I feel like he's been pounding the table about Curtis Samuel for his entire career. <laughs> I am I surprised has, as well. He's been like, I've been the Curtis Samuel truther for no apparent reason. I just kind of think he's good. This is goes to the Heifetz Town thing. I think he's a good player. And by the way, they scheme him touches unlike somebody else on this fucking offense who can't get a goddamn target to save his life, Jahan Dotson, which has been like one of my biggest misses in this entire fantasy also- season. So... Curtis, yeah, Samuel Curtis Samuel feels like he's 55,000 years old, but he's actually just 27, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, he came into the league pretty young. <laughs> it's like in his prime. <laughs> yeah, it's just 27. All right, TK, do you want to get on the Curtis Samuel train? I mean, you literally... You want in, TK? Last shot. In. Come on. <laughs> All right, fuck it. I'm in. Let's yeah! do this. Yeah! Boys are back in town. All right. <laughs> the showdown time appropriately is, is from Dan. Dan. How, wait, how, how dare you? The gong hasn't Sorry. played. It is the Curtis Samuel showdown time. There it is. Hands up. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> I love this from Dan. Of the 205 yeah. restaurants that have appeared on Restaurant Impossible, how many <laughs> have ended up closing? AKA, put this another way. What is Restaurant Impossible's success rate in Holy saving shit. restaurants? So are we answering in success rate then? Or in Yeah, success okay. rate. How many, how many of of the rest of the 205, how many did Restaurant Impossible save? Like what percentage so did they save? The show's premise is a, a, what I forget the guy's name. He goes in and basically like uh, consults on how to improve whatever's going wrong with the restaurant, Robert right? Irvine. He tries to Yeah, they're like, Robert oh, you're Irvine. putting ice in your marinara sauce to cool it down. That that's dumb. Right. <laughs> like, okay. And he like tries to find like inefficiencies and, and fix the restaurant, right? Yes. Um, he like does a redesign. Okay. This kind of feels like Shark Tank, where in reality, yeah. most of the companies don't work out, but it's yeah. fun to watch. They're still run by um, idiots. I feel like they wouldn't send it to us <laughs> if it was high or even normal. are still run by idiots. Like one weekend probably right. isn't making a difference. I got a number. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. I'm 10%. 15. 14. Oh, all right. What did you say, DK? 15? I said 15. Wow. It's a famine. 40% success rate. There we go. 40? 40%. That's crazy. Wow. That's still not very good. Irvine. Well, I mean, (laughs) that's pretty good. I I actually think it's pretty good. Restaurant business is brutal, man. I feel like a restaurant normally like only has a 40% chance of succeeding. These restaurants were doing so poorly that their kids had to like nominate them to some like TV show. To be like, please help my parents. All right. So I guess I get Curtis go. Samuel after all that. Embarrassing <laughs> It'd be you. funny if I took Wandale right now. Um, <laughs> I want Wandale. Damn it. It's just like Tom Sawyer. Dude. And God, if we're just doing this week alone, dude, I'm going to take I, Rasheed Rice. They're playing the I Chargers. Gonna say, yeah, I think Rasheed Rice. I would like to rescind the Wandale. I would take Rasheed Rice just because Wandale, as much as I love him, does not have a 50-yard touchdown at him. And Rasheed Rice is... Like a very, very, very baby Brandon Ayuk to me. Yeah. Dude, he has a 30% target rate. It's like top five of all wide receivers. He's just not on the field that much. But when he is, they throw it to him. DK, is that a fine comp? I do. When I like Rishi Rice being like discount, like the true Kirkland Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, this is what we talked about. I That's who I comped him to in uh, my draft guide is Brandon oh, Ayuk. Incepted. He's like stylistically, he's, I, I don't, I think Brandon Ayuk is better, but like stylistically, like explosive. Sort of raw, but run after the catch. Um, you know, just like sort of rare body control and, and physical talent. And like, I think he could get there. The problem is like, he's just not playing very many snaps, uh, which is sort of the issue with all of the Chiefs receivers. But it feels like they're going in the right direction in terms of, you know, he's going to be the future guy. He's like the only one right now that's standing out in that. But you talk about TTT talent is higher than most of these guys. Probably everyone except Jameson Williams. And the time is Rishi Rice will be as long as he's healthy all season. And then, yeah. so it just touches, they're going to, are increasing. So I like that. So, all right. And Josh Downs, we like, but Browns, you're not playing Josh Downs versus the Browns is brutal. Okay. Also, Quentin Johnson, this is Monday. We haven't seen the Chargers play yet, but Quentin Johnson maybe comes out, does something. So obviously watch Monday football. We'll see. Tight end, DK. Who's your top tight end entering week seven? Michael Mayer, baby of the Raiders. Yeah, I went with the same thing. Wreck-It Ralph, Michael Mayer. <laughs> Ralph, that's good. I'm super right, torn. I'll go with him. I love Michael Mayer. I'm super torn though between him and another guy, and I'll very happily take another dude uh, if I don't get this right. But Craig, please, is this a three way showdown? Three way showdown. It is the Michael Mayer showdown time. He looks so good. He just looks like massive and fast. All these rookie tight ends look great. Michael Mayer, who went to the University of Notre Dame, not Notre Dame College, mm-hmm. and. I, I I can't remember the last player, I guess, well, I guess it's Devon Achan who entered the NFL and like started playing once they actually got playing time. And was like, yep, that's exactly what you looked like in college. Like Devon Achan, exactly how fast like Michael Mayer. I'm like, yep, you're hard to tackle. That's what it looked like. Yeah. He basically, the difference in this week is he just, he basically was always on the field in 12, 21 and 22 personnel, which is like those like bigger, heavier packages. But this week was the first week where he played a ton in 11 personnel, which is the three wide receiver, one tight end. He played 72% of those. All right. This is from Josh. 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 Hit me. How many gallons are in a buttload? <laughs> the a buttload is a technical term, actually. That's a that's a technical term of measurement. First, I thought this was like some joke about intestines, and I was like, what? And it a butt used to be the term for do I, do you guys want to know or uh sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like a cart. 
like, mm. you know, like all those things of like a cart in medieval times, whatever, where England going somewhere. But, right. But they used to call that a butt, you know, like a caboose. So how many gallons are mm. in a butt load? It's a technical term. Oh, Interesting. Okay. okay. All right. I think I have an idea. All right. Three, two, one. Fifty-five thousand. Two fifty. Fifty-five thousand. I don't know. I'm just, it just seems like the <laughs> were these pulled the by like wagons and horses? Fifty-five thousand <laughs> gallons. I don't know. It just seems like the number of the day. I don't know. I actually, you know what? Anytime somebody shits on someone's answer, that person it's ends up being right. right. So I'm sure Hyman's yeah. will be right. The answer is 100, by the way. It's just 126. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, what did you not. say? 100? <laughs> I said 100. Oh, son of a gun. All right, I'm having a killer get, day in trivia. Ivan's 0 for 3. Three straight third places out of Ivan's. <laughs> hey, I won one of them, Craig. Uh, you did. Shout out to uh, the person who's tracking our our trivia throughout the season, the players as well. And I will I'm keeping track of our trivia points, like like our score, our tally. I so wish you told me that before I that. said 55,000 is a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I did it last year. You knew. You knew. The Okay. So, Craig, you get Michael Mayer. And again, I, I, Michael nice. Mayer stylistically is so wonderful to watch when he has the ball. Uh, Playing the Bears, too. He's like kicking like a Bronco. Yeah. DK, who are you going to take next? There's actually a lot of good running backs and tight ends on waivers. I will say it's weird. There's a lot of people that need them, but there are players this week. Yeah, this is uh, this is tough because I absolutely refuse to do Johnny Smith. I'm just not going to do it. I do not want to have any part of that, even though technically he's been doing pretty well. I guess I'll do Luke Musgrave for the Packers. Yeah. So That's the Packers answer. were on by. I think the argument for Luke Musgrave is simple. It's the Packers are, have a bye and they're playing the Broncos next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's pretty sweet. I mean, Luke Musgrave, you know, he had oh, him and Dalton Kincaid both kind of had a concussion some time, but I like that. I will say that, dude, I'm going John Smith. Can I blow your guys' minds? So, that, I mean, having two tight ends in the Falcons, what could go wrong? You know what's crazy? So, if you look at the last three weeks, here are the tight ends that lead the NFL in catches the last three weeks. Travis Kelsey's one, Evan Engram's number two, and then tied at three is TJ Hawkinson and John Smith. <laughs> And then if you're thinking that's a fluke, look at receiving yards. Last three weeks, Travis Kelsey's first. Mark Andrews is second in receiving yards. Jonu Smith is third. And then the guys behind him are Dallas Goddard, Sam Laporta, TJ Hawkinson, Evan Ingram and Kyle Pitts and Dalton Schultz, which is very interesting to me because you look at yards and that looks a lot like more or less the order you'd probably want going through the rest of the year. And then Jonu Smith's just there. And I'm kind of fascinated by it. He's a top 10 tight end of the season, Jonu Smith. I, I think it would be hilarious. And also, if you think about it, if you're just thinking, if there's any sense of humor in this cruel universe, John o. Smith actually finishing where Kyle Pitts finish, was supposed to be drafted to finish would be incredible. John is another guy who's like just quietly 28 and not 33. Like I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. think he is. 28 right. years we, old. We need, we need a name for that. Those guys, they're not the running backs. that It's like the anti-running back. It's the running backs who are like, Austin Eckler's so old, like 28, but in a you're washed up way. These guys are like guys we gave up on. Yeah. Like Eckler's good and been good, but Jonu Smith and Curtis Samuel are these guys that were supposed to be good and never delivered. And Did you guys ever see the movie way back in the day, Flight of the Navigator? It was no. um, it was from the 80s. I'm sure all the like older millennials like me or whatever I am are all like, hell yeah. Um Anyways, it was this story about a alien craft comes down to the to the earth and a kid gets on there and like goes off. And I'm totally messing up the, the plot line, I'm sure. But like he comes back and a bunch of time has gone by on earth. And so it's like his family had thought he had been kidnapped or died or whatever. And it's like he comes back 20 years later. I'm like, this is Johnny Smith after going oh, to like, the Patriots. It's like, like an interstellar where every hour yeah, on the planet it's like seven years on the ship. Yes. And so, like, he comes back, he's the same age, but it's, like, 10 years or 15 years later or whatever, and the whole family's like, what the fuck? Uh, this is Johnny Smith after he went to the Patriots. It's like, we forgot, we thought he, you know, disappeared, and we didn't know what the hell he happened to him, but he's actually still good. And now he's with the coach that made him good in Tennessee. But I refuse. I also refuse to do this. I'm not doing this. I, I'm in. <laughs> and I, I'm still no. It's just blind hatred. still out. I love that last year was Matt Collins, and now Matt Collins on the Falcons, and now just all your hated players and coaches are getting together. Uh, <laughs> I, also, other guys that are solid at tight end if you need them. Logan Thomas for Washington, playing the Giants. Uh, Trey McBride for the Cardinals? Is, I, I wouldn't take him yet. But I will say also, if you're feeling frisky and you're, or you're a nihilist, Taysom Hill for the Saints, who's just playing receiver. That was bizarre. 
I think it was because he's uh, every position. He literally plays like running back, wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback (laughs) all in the same game. He has one game every year. He gets forty points, and you know, you know, (laughs) it's coming. You feeling lucky? Thursday in football. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Quarterback, we don't have to do trivia for him, but again, just Justin Fields, thumb dislocation. Trevor Lawrence, who didn't even leave the game, but got an MRI. Schefter, it's such a convoluted tweet that basically said, What? Trevor Lawrence has a knee sprain. That that it's, quote, not a significant thing, end quote. But the basically, the Jaguars are playing Thursday at football. So it's like, well, your franchise quarterback has something you're calling a knee sprain. Do you want to play him on three days notice? So I, CJ Beathard's the backup. So I, if you have Lawrence, that might, he might not play and you might, you know, that sucks. Jimmy Garoppolo back injury for Vegas. And it's like, you know, he went um, to the hospital. They had a check for organ damage. So I don't know if he's going to freaking play. Jeez. And it's like, he's like a high end waiver option everywhere. Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill basically took himself out of the game because his ankle was so messed up. He couldn't push and throw. So I feel like these, it's not just quarterbacks that are hurt. It's like quarterbacks that are all on waivers that you'd probably go to. You know what I mean? So Jimmy and Tannehill. So I'm curious, DK, the guys that I was looking at are Sam Howell at the Giants. That He's feels like I a luxury had. pick. He's who I had. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. it's not close that you want Howell for the rushing, but I feel like Howell's gone. And then if Sam Howell's gone, I'm like, dude, Desmond Ritter for the Falcons, he might get benched. Derek Carr for the Saints, Josh Dobbs for the Cardinals is not playing well. I don't, it, after Sam Howell, who would you want, DK? It gets rough. I only had one player on my list. All right. Sam Craig? <laughs> Going after Sam Howell. Cool. Hell or high water. You're like the Browns. You're like, we got one guy. And then after that, I have no plan. <laughs> exactly. This is how NFL teams do it. What's wrong with that? Yeah. I, I mean, this is brutal. Depending on how deep you want to go. Like Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson might be back. They're playing the Rams indoors. <laughs> I think Dobbs solely for the rushing and just Seattle being weird and playing close games. And then you could, if yeah. you, and if that freaks you out, then just take Derek Carr against the Jaguars. What about like Malik Willis? Like, like, oh, they're on bye. No, I've seen him play. Yeah, the Titans are off, but uh, dude, Malik Willis in theory. And like here's a my reason: brain f- I've seen him play. I, Malik, could he? Do, I, I'm I, just saying, could he run for 70 yards and a touchdown? That's all I'm saying. I, 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 I think he could run for 70 yards in the sense that he can scramble in the backfield indefinitely. But like the 70 yards, not as the crow flies, probably not. I keep thinking about what Lombardi said that the best coach game of the 21st century was Mike Vrabel yeah. almost beating the Chiefs with Malik Willis. Insane. They couldn't Nobody get first down, it. so they just like almost yeah. won the game. All right. All right. Those are quarterbacks. Ivitz, before you get to defense, can I ask a question? So next week, unfortunately, I'm going to tell everybody about my fantasy team. So if you want to tune out, go ahead. Uh, I have Dak Prescott and Trevor Lawrence. Dak Prescott's on bye. Trevor Lawrence might not play. It's a two QB league, so there's not a lot of guys available. But like Tyson Bajant is available, right? Like I could probably add Tyson <laughs> Bajant. Like, would you would you guys rather start like Javante Williams over Tyson Bajant? Like, should I be starting like a running back who's projected to get like nine points or like Josh Palmer? Should I be starting those guys over Tyson Bajant or should I add Tyson? No, Bajant? take t- I would take Bajant. Also, dude, has Javante had double digit points this season? I was just wondering, like, is it should I just pick a receiver who I think can get like sixty yards, maybe a deep touchdown, or, or should I start Tyson Bajan who might literally get like negative points? <laughs> yeah, Craig, this is a, this is a problem I had like last week when 
fucking Mac Jones had negative points. I'm like, I should have literally just had the spot empty. The super flex spot, I'd, it would have been better off having zero at that spot. Um, I think this is actually a pretty good conundrum. I wouldn't say the automatic impulse is to start a, a really bad quarterback there. I think I'd almost rather start a guy with a like a lower ceiling, but a higher floor. You know what I mean? So, like a, a position player, you're saying, yes, over yes, the quarterback. Yes. I'm saying I don't think it's... I don't, like with most quarterbacks, it's obvious. Like you're at a disadvantage if you're not starting a quarterback. But some of these guys, man. But the, but at the same time, like early in the season, I think we probably would have said the same thing about Josh Dobbs. It's like, oh, I'd rather start a position player than Josh Dobbs. And then Josh Dobbs has been twenty five awesome. points exactly. <laughs> right? Like so, exactly. I don't, it's it's very tough. I don't think it's as simple as just saying start the quarterback. But at the same time, I don't know. Like you're not gonna you're you're very unlikely to get twenty plus points with a position player. Any backup quarterback who can run, the worst thing that happens, if you're saying they're as bad as you think, is you're down 20 points in the fourth quarter and they have two or three drives where their defense is letting them pick up those like third and fives on their ground and they probably can get 40 yards of rushing just garbage time. So I think the the, the mobile quarterback is what you want. Is Bajan mobile? What's his deal? I think he's pretty athletic. Okay. I don't know about, he's not mobile necessarily, but I think he can run around a little. Maybe I just contradicted myself i don't know uh don't know. okay <laughs> anyway uh defenses i deleted my list so i'm gonna do it off the fly i <laughs> the defenses i would never recommend I, I think you gotta be out on the bears and out of the cardinals and out of the broncos out on the Chargers against the chiefs so i feel like the teams are like honestly dude the giants against washington i actually think the giants have played well as crazy as that sounds like they i think the giants held their own frankly um even against like the dolphins i thought I don't know. Other teams have done worse. They're playing Washington offensive line. I think Giants D line's way better. Sam Howell actually has taken like a league leading sacks. I, I think the Giants D line could totally rack up sacks against Sam Howell. Uh, I think the Colts against the Browns, if well, ironically, I was gonna say if PJ Walker plays, because PJ Walker, I mean, dude, he had some tough decisions. But at the same time, it's funny because Deshaun Watson's been so bad that I feel like I'd be like, oh, if Deshaun Watson plays, don't play the Colts D. And then I don't know, Deshaun Watson could totally throw a pick six. Uh, the other one I like, if they're around, the Cardinals have kind of dipped with Dobbs. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Seahawks D, which they kind of sucked. I don't know. That no, that was what out? I had circled, actually. I think the yeah. Seahawks D is ascending at this point. I, I, maybe I agree. that's a low bar because they were really terrible well, for a long time. The Seahawks defense is always a soup. It's fall, right? It's soup season. It's like the day one, it, it's not, you know, it, there's still individual players, but by Day two, day three, that soup, it's like it's a team. You know, the sum is greater than the part. It becomes like, a reduction. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Um, I think there's something to that, though, truly, Heifetz, because that's kind of how Pete Carroll does it. He sort of is a slow play kind of guy. He likes to be... He, he They used to call him... Uh, they used to say no-lose November for USC back in the day when he was uh, with the Trojans because they like hadn't lost in November. I don't know how long it was, like several years. Um, and he likes to, like, he he's very cognizant of the idea of getting hot at the right time. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> I just like just know something November and Pete Carroll's just no rebranding it for all these college students. <laughs> like, sure, sure. That's what um, I feel like. It was pretty different internally. <laughs> what they called that thing. They they did. They used to call him Big Balls Pete <laughs> back in the day. Probably from all the no losing in November. Yeah. Um, but yes, overall, I would agree. I think the Seahawks might be a good play against Arizona. Um, it's going to recommend all our teams. Honestly, the Steelers too, because they're playing, what, the Rams and Stafford, no stranger to pick sixes in the middle of the season. And then people might have dropped the Steelers because they were on by. Yeah, I am I am worried that Cooper Cup is going to like set an NFL record <laughs> against them this week. But yeah. <laughs> You're so right, Craig. Where I've been set thinking some about, unnamed the, record. Yeah. No one talks about how bad the Steelers quarterbacks have been for seven or eight years. Yeah. They get shredded consistently. The number one, I, I, I got to find a stat on like how, how successful number one wide receivers are versus the Steelers because I bet you they're bottom three in the league. Yeah, that totally tracks. Okay, so it's crazy. No, it's not crazy to say. It's the Giants are playing Washington, Sam Howell, Steelers versus the Rams and the Rams. I, I don't think that's insane. And then, yeah, the Seahawks versus what the What could Cardinals. go wrong? I, yeah, what could go wrong is we recommend <laughs> all of our favorite defenses for a team that kind of suck. Cool. All right. You guys want to get to some emails? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Emails ringer fantasy football gmail.com. Emails trivia, emails whatever. We were talking the other day. I don't even remember how we got on this, but we we're talking about low stakes succession, like local business family feuds, like businesses that split. One, a lot of people emailed us this, but th- shout out Robert. Robert. 
Told us the story of, this is the one that most people said it, but the brothers Rudolf and um, Adi Dossler in Germany started the company Geda, like G-E-D-A. And then they had a falling out and split up the company. And Adi named his company Adidas, a.k.a. Adidas. And then Ruda named his company Ruda, which then he renamed as Puma. Wow. Did you guys know that? I did not know that. I didn't know that. I did not know that either. This is real? Oh, this is super true. Wow. And then actually, this is all, I, I fact-checked his email. He included a link to an LA Times article, which is fantastic, that I'm going to summarize. But basically, it's from 30 years ago. So they had this blood feud, the brothers. The companies hated each other. The brothers running hated each other. In the 1968 Olympics in Mexico City, there was such pettiness. Adidas was like the main sponsor. And they somehow convinced, I guess, Mexican authorities, they, Puma shoes were being seized at customs entering the Olympics from Mexico City. Wow. So- and that, that was in the Olympics. 1970, Mexico, or no, not Mexico, but summer, the World Cup in 1970, the, one of the first people to ever get a shoe deal was a shoe deal was Pele. But their brothers were like, you know what? We're, we hate each other so much. And they've bid, they've gotten into such bidding wars. They're like, let's, no, gentlemen's agreement, no one signed Pele because we're going to just bid each other up and it, it's going to be too expensive. Well, the Puma brother did it anyway. And then in the World Cup final, before the opening whistle, Pele reaches down and asks the ref, right before the game begins for a second to tie his shoes, the cameras zoom in on his Puma shoes. Wow. And so the conspiracy theory is that Paley was paid to tie his shoes in the World <laughs> Cup final. Well, it's funny because it didn't really work. Adidas is destroying Puma, isn't it? <laughs> Super didn't work. We don't know how advertising works. <laughs> Several <still>. years later. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. That was crazy. You also got an email from Ed. 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 There's a pizza place in my town named Jerry's. It's in a strip mall. The business next door to Jerry's went out of business and Jerry bought the space, made it a bar. Bar next to his pizza place. One night after closing, Jerry's wife walks into the bar, finds Jerry having sex with the waitress. Oh, Jerry. (laughs) Jerry Bear. Wife sues for divorce, gets the bar in the settlement. Jerry said, sue me. Yeah. And she (laughs) said, sure. I will. W- wife changes the bar's name to next door, puts in a pizza oven, and uh, most people take her side, and she just starts selling pizza at the bar. And then everyone's, it's a loyalty test, and she said you never would see a woman eating pizza at Jerry's, and it was kind of became like a litmus test for the entire town. <laughs> wow, that's wow. so cool. So she called it next door. I feel like she had a couple other options. One, fuck Jerry, which is now a popular <laughs> name. Yeah, was, she could have been first. Uh, girl next doors, I feel like would have been great in like a subtle dig to the woman that he slept with. So like you could have, you could have gotten pettier in the name. Girl next door is really good. <laughs> you know, that's like legendary shit. The girl next door. <laughs> that's awesome though. It must be weird though. Like they both go to work every day, like 20 feet apart. Well, it's weird for him. I think awkward. she's did it on purpose. I think she thought that went through. I know. Uh, but it's like every day I feel like would, would, would be like a real, like emotional, battle like this every is, day there's there's not many normal days like you always have to like look and see your ex-husband next to you yeah, it's like did, you, did you know this is the this is the plot yeah. to a, the hit show ted lasso oh yeah did you watch the show ted lasso i did i, I thought you were talking <laughs> about ted lasso the guy and i was like he left the country but yes that is if you haven't seen ted lasso i feel like people the pitch people don't they're like oh it's about the coach the start the prep i'm just gonna pitch everyone a pitch. the premise is that she gets the soccer team in a divorce from her billionaire husband. And he bought the team that he lo- kind of like a Dan Snyder. He bought his child a team. And she's like, this team is the only thing he loves in the world. So who's the dumbest person I can find? And right. You're like, Oh, look at this coach. who went viral. An American. For this college football team. Yeah. Yeah. An American. That's it is. That is you're right. That is the pitch. It's really what good. city was Jerry's in? Well, what state was this in the pizza place? Do we know? Maybe we I, should. Uh, I'm not going to I don't, I don't I'm know. not sure. <laughs> All right. Next one here. Jerry might be pissed. Got Chris. <laughs> Jerry made his own bed. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't think there was a bed. He made his own bar. Jerry made his own tablecloth. (laughs) All right. Next up here, we got David. Dave. Dave. In a Detroit suburb, there's a family owned jewelry business called the Wachler Estate Collection. And they do jewelry and watches and rings. And the business is like over a hundred years old. And the guy running it now is named David Wachler. And he's like the fourth generation of the family. He's grown the business exponentially with social media. He's got a big following for the business on Instagram and Facebook, social media and stuff. And a few years ago, I guess David Wings of the family had a major business falling out with the cousins. And so for whatever reason, I don't know, the the Wachler cousins were kicked out of the company. Hmm. One of the cousins is named David also. So seeking revenge, 
The Walkler cousins. So this emailer's oh, name is David. The guy who unrelated. owns the Walkler yeah. estate's David. And then the yes. cousin is also David. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Yes, that's exactly the case. There's three <laughs> okay. Davids. All right. Not confusing at all. If we're telling so, a story, this I'm changing the names next time, but okay. Seeking revenge, the cousins that were kicked out of the business open another jewelry store in the same mall, 200 feet from the original store. 200 feet. And they named the new jewelry store David Walkler and Sons. Wow. And so people come in the store and they're like, oh, I was just talking to you on Facebook. And they just, they don't correct the people that come in. This can't be legal. Can't he, can't he Why? see His them? name's David Walkler. <laughs> they have the same name. Oh. And he has sons. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is uh, petty. I mean, this is petty. I love these because these are essentially all just spite stores for those of you who watched I, Curb. Yeah. Like these are just all spite stores. It's amazing. This one I love because I think about it from the customer perspective of like, it's kind of like a Lucille. It's like, yeah, I was like, think about telling someone this where you're like, you know, your mom is trying to sell a watch or something or buy a watch. And they're like going back and forth someone on Facebook and just the odds of there's an entirely different David Walkler and sons, 100 feet in front of the one you were trying to go to. That's like, I'm going to leave and start like a, like a podcast called like the ringer fantasy football show and sons and see how it does. <laughs> You found like a different Craig Horlbeck. <laughs> it's me and two other, it's me and two other Danny's doing, doing bulking. Yeah. It's me and the two Davids from this story. Instead of Danny, I switched to David's. <laughs> it was a surplus. Uh, we also got an email from Chris. 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 It's not really family feud, but it's, it's drama. It's a small town. I grew up in Eastern Pennsylvania. We had a few local pizza places burned down. The rumors were popping up that people were doing it for the insurance money, but it turns out one of the owners of a rival pizzeria was burning down his competition wow. and the cops <laughs> found him in the parking lot of a rival pizzeria with a trunk full of Molotov cocktails. Holy shit. The name of that pizza place? 800 Degree Pizza. Yeah. Hey I was thinking about I was thinking about the Horatio Kane CSM Miami. It's like her, he puts on the glasses. It's like, turns out this guy was after the dough. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Ouch. Talk about Dixical. <laughs> he then started Blaze Pizza. <laughs> There's a lot of good puns in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This meatball is spicy. No, I was going to oh, mess it up. <laughs> is, right, that, there, is, an, is, it, is 800 degree the name of the place? There is an 800 degree pizza, right? Uh, it's a chain, yeah. Yeah, okay. One of them, LeBron is invested in one of them. I think LeBron LeBron's is the, Yeah, LeBron's the Blaze. Oh, dude, did I ever tell you guys that I was at the LeBron's was supposed to be his first event in Los Angeles? No. The, for Blaze? So when he signed with the Lakers, he put on um, Instagram or something, he just said, I'm going to be at this Blaze pizza. He put on a story like the location of the oh, Blaze. Oh, yeah. Was it the one off Fairfax near the Grove? Yes. And I, for the yeah. ringer, like a story, I was like the story of like LeBron, like going to the Lakers. And like, I wanted to write the story of like LeBron's arrival in Los Angeles. And I thought it would be like, interesting. I, that's where I first learned about there are Lakers fans. And then there are Kobe fans who actually like Kobe more than the Lakers. And they hated that LeBron came, which was fascinating to me. But there were like, <laughs> like hundreds of people in line, like four or 500 people in line. And it turned out that it was like a pre-scheduled social media tweet that LeBron had committed to for the company. And that LeBron then posted an Instagram of him in a donut in his swimming pool. And he never came. And then everyone in line was like, look, because they were promised free pizza. And so now everyone's like waiting in like this 95 degree heat, looking at their phone, being like, well, I've been here for three hours. So do I go get the pizza or not? So I think about the Blaze pizza. Oh, wow. That's that's like a brutal screw up by the by LeBron's team. That's terrible. Oh, the my, funny dude, thing is, is, was he in like, was he in LA, like in his pool in Brentwood, like yes, 30 minutes yes, away? He, he could have yes, just like driven over. That's what everyone was mad about. They're like, he's like 20 minutes from here. And there's like 400 people that are here. And also he's the most fervent fans, right? Like those are the biggest people, the most excited people. And he's like, yeah, I'm good. How many slices of Blaze pizza do you think LeBron James has eaten in his life? Oh my God. <laughs> Literally probably just the two or three for the commercials he had to make. He spit them out immediately. Spit bucket. <laughs> there's like this weird running bit on the, CBS pregame show that JJ Watts on that I guess Bill Cowher is trying to get him to eat like muffins and donuts in the morning and he won't do it. LeBron, no, uh -oh. no JJ Watt, no JJ Watt. Uh -oh. I'm LeBron always fascinated there. with like celebrities and like brands they endorse or uh, you know have ownership stake in and how much they actually use the product. Like I, I know they obviously never do for any of them, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, well, 
There's your answer. YouTube TV. Jack Link's jerky. I actually have a whole mess of Jack Link's in my cabinet Dude, right now. We have a lot of Jack. <laughs> well, I don't have. I used to, but we ate it. <laughs> Damn straight. Shout out Jack Link's. Shout out YouTube. Multiview. Hell yeah. I got an email from Sam. Sam. Sammy. Was, uh, do you remember, guys remember, Danny and Craig were talking about the best things to do when you get mad at someone when they're driving poorly, like cutting you off or whatever. And Craig was, he said, and Sam thumbs says, up. a month ago, I accidentally cut a guy off. And instead of him flicking me off, he gave me a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I'm so angry and demoralized. And I just had no idea how to react. <laughs> That's like, that's how that I imagine like Mr. Rogers reacts to somebody on the road when he gets cut off. So polite. It's actually, that's like worse than the thumbs, thumbs up. Down. It's not sarcastic. It's literally just like, that was very bad. earnest disapproval. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is so honest. It's so much more insulting than a middle finger. Because a middle finger, I'm oh, like, yeah. I'll give it right back. And a thumbs down, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, a middle finger, you see someone do that, you're like, fuck this guy. If someone gives you a thumbs down, you're like, oh, I'm the asshole. What do you do? Do you thumbs down <laughs> back to them too? <laughs> You just you just wave sorry and then just feel bad for the next oh, two days. I have to admit something. When you guys okay, let's say you're either gonna like, you know, thank someone for letting you in your lane or apologize or whatever. If you're gonna thank someone, like, oh, like thanks for letting me in, do you do that in the rear view mirror and expect them to see through the window, or do you like stick a hand out the window? Or do you do neither? And I do it in, I do um, it through the back window. Not sticking my hand out the window usually. Uh, if they're right behind me, I will stick my hand out the window. But if it's like they're to the left or right of me, I will just do like a wave within the car. Mm -hmm. But do you, you're expecting them to see through your back. Because I got to tell you, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know. I never. I mean, I drive a truck and the cab is small. So it's can, hard to see through the back see. of the car. I understand what you're saying. Heifetz. Expect expectation is different than like, hopefully he sees me wave. I, yeah, I just feel like the expectation that they're like looking at you at that exact moment seems like kind of weird. Yeah, that's all. I like to do it just in case this is like the the, the biggest hot head on the planet, and he's like sitting next to an AK forty seven. I'm like, I'm just gonna wave my hand. Are you talking? Are you Heifetz, Are you talking about when you drive poorly, or just when someone lets you in? Both, because there's a difference. I feel like you got to go a little bit further out of your way to say sorry if you cut someone off or if you fuck up. Versus like if someone lets you in when you're just merging in traffic, it's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, thanks. That's, like, I don't I am need very, to, like, yeah, that's money not or something. Out of I'm very <laughs> animated and proactive in, like, making sure people see my appreciation because I, obviously, road rage is, like, such an issue now. Mm -hmm. So I'm always doing whatever I can. I, I often find myself talk. What? Road rage? Is it? Genuine I think post-pandemic, road rage is worse than it's ever been. That's I true. I think Derek people Thompson talked about that. People have, um, people have no fucking idea how to interact with human beings anymore. I find myself even talking to the other car, even though they can't hear me. Like I will wave and say, thank you. Even though like my windows are up. Do you guys do that? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Talk to myself. I'm always car, like, thank yeah. you. Or like, go ahead. Even though they clearly can't hear me, but I, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always like speaking out yeah, loud. They can even read though my windows are up. And they, yeah. Hopefully. Sometimes. Well, I mean, I talk, you talk to your dog or your cat. That's the thing. Like I, I talk to my cat all the time. I Do you guys think that. we need like a like a like a negative horn and a positive horn? I've always oh felt like God, we needed yeah. some more options. Like we need it's so true because it's I, I I need a hey, like I'm not in a super rush, but I just want to let you know the light is green. It's not a big deal though. It's kind of like we, you yes. notice it's downstream. It's the same reason that exclamation points and emails are a thing, but we don't have that for car horns. <laughs> it's like every car horn's just a period. I think it would alleviate like 15% of road rage incidents if horns were just more polite and you had a polite horn option. Like we need the exclamation point da, 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 in the email. Da, da. <laughs> I don't know if it was. It's, it's like we have eight hundred ringtone options. Like I just want a couple horns. Do you ever do the thing where you accidentally honk and then you're like, "Fuck!" They think I'm honking at me, or I think they think I'm honking at them. I don't know That's if I've ever worst. accidentally honked. No. Have you seen that video though of the bulldog who was like sitting in the person's car? And he starts humping the steering wheel, but then he's honking. So <laughs> no. it's just him honking the car at the rate of the him Jeez. humping the freaking car. It's incredible. I, that's the guy who owns the pizza place's dog, I think. Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> we do need a, a nice horn. Though, Jerry. Like, we uh, got to get to Jerry's in, in next doors. We got to go try them out. They closed. I left that part out because it was sad. God.
Did it? Did they close? It was before COVID, yeah. Both did? No, the the guy's place still open, the wife's ghost. I thought it was depressing. Oh, Jesus, man. Damn. Now, now that sucks. We got to get we got to get restaurant impossible in there. Open that thing back yeah. up. Forty percent of the time, it's going to work out. And then she can cheat with that guy. <laughs> yeah, Robert Irvine. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen that guy's power bars? By the way, that, his what? power bars. I don't know. He makes power bars. By the way, they're like <laughs> didn't know that three pounds fuck, per dude. power bar. Yeah, yeah, he is. They're like oh, fit. Each oh, power bar weighs three pounds. Three. It pounds? is like the most dense. Yes, <laughs> it is like no, I can't no. even tell you. It is Wait. like a stone. It's like a brick eating that thing. It's probably like 800 calories. It's like a gold bar. Bars. <laughs> oh my God. It's like if he were a protein bar. Okay, Craig. <laughs> you know how, how owners like look like their dogs? He looks like his power bar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Does the power bar have glasses? It's just a really thick, veiny power bar with glasses. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded sexual. I just meant ripped, you know, veiny. Yeah. Not, not like a triumphant. Veiny. Vascular. I like my protein bars to be vascular. <laughs> you know, like Snickers are Tight vascular. skin. I want my protein bar to look like my bicep. That's what appeals to me. Oh, my God. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, everyone who made it this far. <laughs> Um, thank you for emails during your fantasy football, gmail.com. Go to fantasy football.com for DK's waiver column. That'll be up and probably have more information on McCaffrey than we did today. And also our rankings will be there starting Thursday for week seven. Thank you. Lord. Lord. Thank you. The white stripes. Nice. Nice. I feel like the white stripes have like two or three huge songs that like everyone knows, but I don't know anything else about them. I know it's, I know it's what's his name. Jack white. And I know the yeah. White Stripes was him and his wife, right? They broke up, him and his girlfriend or something. Well, I think the band. that was like but, part, part of their shtick was you didn't know if they were together or if they were siblings, which I, that's kind of weird a little bit, but. Oh, really? Oh, I always assumed they were a couple. This is me speaking of someone who doesn't really, I don't really know anything about this band. And I'm like, are they siblings? Or like they- Seven Nation Army they have, and they have a couple other big ones. Icky, Icky Thump, Thump, I remember was kind of. Icky yeah. Thump is fantastic. Yeah, I, I find their music. I should listen to them more because I I like feel like I know only two songs and I like them both. I like his style of uh, like the way that he does his guitar solos. It's like super high pitched, like sort of whiny wah wah style. I like that. Yeah, you guys have better music knowledge than me. Is Icky Thumb? Is the beginning of that ripping off a song? It's not as blatant as um the Tom Tom Vanilla Ice, but is 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 that like an a because it's such a great opening? But I'm like, is that actually just a riff of something. It does sound familiar. It sounds like maybe something from I would need to listen like to Led it again. Zeppelin it's so or... good. It's one of those, like, they didn't come up with that, did they? It sounds Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. It is really or good. Or no, right? it sound, you, know what, who, you know who it sounds like is uh, who's the fucking guy that had his own TV show? And I can, now I can't remember his name. The old crazy British rocker with his family. What's his name? Oh, Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne. Osbourne. Yes, Ozzy. It, it, it's got an Ozzy vibe. Remember how famous they were when we were growing up? Like they were in Austin Powers. It was a huge deal. I feel like you guys yes. talked to us in the rewatchables. Yeah, he was. That was that was a massive, huge uh, hit when I was like in high school or college. I can't remember. The only song I know from Ozzy Osbourne is Crazy Train. So the eating the bat was real. I thought that was fake. A la the Marilyn Manson getting the rib removed. He doesn't eat it. Doesn't he just rip the head off? Yes. Whatever it was, yeah, I kind of thought that was a legend and like had never happened. And then, oh my God, he just, yeah. I think he did, did maybe you already said this when I was looking something different up, but he, I didn't, oh. I don't think he knew it was a real bat. He thought it was a I'm, fake bat or something. Yeah. He said he thought, if he thought a fan threw a rubber bat and then he chomped on it and like, it was oh. real. And he said, <laughs> Ozzy claims he felt God. the bat twitch in his mouth as he, jeez. Jesus Christ. That is, oh. Can you imagine one of our live shows? Someone just threw on a bat and be like, I'm going to eat this. God. Uh, wow. Can you get rabies from Kai that? would never eat a bat. Can you imagine? <laughs> we never did the Kai Fieri eating challenge. We got to get in that for the second half. Once this fan Yeah, late, maybe we, we'll figure out something to do maybe to close the season, maybe like back half of the year. But you're right. We got to get Kai on here eating some food. Yeah, Kai Fieri is going to have to turn. Flavorless also, town. Ring or fantasy football at Gmail if you have a, a Kai challenge. I really enjoyed low stakes succession. Like I feel like that that's Send a great prompt. I want more of them. It's almost kind of <laughs> like the, like the, 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 
the pizza one kind of reminded me, it's not really the same, but like as the bear, like I feel like there's a lot of adaptation opportunities with low stakes succession stories. Well, you know? also uh, th there was like a whole genre of like the next door thing. I thought that I liked the one that they was the same name, but I mean, there was someone emailed the one in Dublin. There was a Chinese food place that the, the father and the son added together. The son asked for a raise. The father fired the son. And so the son bought the, the, the kiosk next to the, to the dad's place and opened his own spot literally next door. Um, there was one with like a hot dog place. I forget where in Buffalo named Ted's. And so they kicked the family out family and the other family. They opened one like a mile away named Theodore's. Oh, nice for Ted. There's just, there's like, <laughs> I love it, man. These spite stores, latte Larry's. I have a latte Larry's hat. I don't live in the city you live in. So I, that kind of <laughs> went over my head. Kirby enthusiasm is the television show. He opens the spite store. Oh called yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't watch from Mocha could, Joe's. I, could, I never could finish Joe's. Curb. It's oh, just it's too, pain, it's too painful comedies. for me to watch. Did we ever figure out the combo of like people who can't do cringe television with certain players you shouldn't take in fantasy based on like whether the you can handle Briggs that or not? Test, yeah. Don't have Josh Dobbs if you can't watch The Office. I could. The weird thing is, I watched The Office and I loved it. It is a little bit painful. Like the Scott's Todd. Curb episode. is more confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. Curb, that's and then true. I couldn't watch Veep either. It's direct. Just like this is too it's fucking not, real. <laughs> Curb, like the, the office is like awkward and a little like sad. It's like secondhand embarrassment. You're not really yeah. embarrassed for Larry David. You're just uncomfortable. The first season's way more racist. And then they were like, yeah, we'll tone that down. Yeah. I mean, for the, mo oh for the office being considered a modern show, there's definitely some questionable things in the first few seasons. Did you watch the British version? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> the British version, like Ricky Gervais is, dude, it's hard to watch sometimes. I mean, he does such a good job with it. It's insane. All right. I'm glad people made it an hour in and we're like, The Office is a good show. All right. <laughs> I should watch the, I should rewatch that. That's high quality stay. content. Yeah. You know what you guys should watch? I got something you've never heard of. Stay till minute 67. We'll talk about if The Office is good. Spoiler, it is. <laughs> Goodbye. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.